Hey everyone, you're tuning in to Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast. And this is the one and only Elisa speaking. I hope you all are doing well. There's lots to catch up on. So let's get this show started. Today is September 30th, 2020. It's the final day for the month of September. So summer is long gone and the fall is here. I hope you all at least try to enjoy your summer just a bit. I know with the coronavirus pandemic, it's been tough. But I know this month, there have been some birthdays. And for those of you who had a birthday this month, I would like to wish you all a happy belated birthday. There were some birthdays that I did acknowledge for this month, so I'm going to quickly give some shout outs. (laughs) So on September 1st, it would have been my father's 70th birthday. So happy birthday to my daddy in heaven. And also on September 1st, Ricky Olsen from Motionless in White, one of my favorite bands, his birthday passed. I gave him a shout out on Twitter and Instagram, wishing him a happy birthday. Then the following day on September 2nd was my son's ninth birthday. And we just had a little get together home with family. And, uh, you know, I played music. We cut a cake. He got to see his gifts. We danced. He had fun. The one thing we usually do for his birthday is play pie face. And unfortunately, this year it didn't happen. So I kind of feel bad that we didn't get to play pie face for his birthday, but. Since Halloween is coming up in a couple of weeks, we might play Pie Face then. <laughs> Other birthdays that occurred during the month of September, former keyboardist of Motionless in White, Josh Balls, had celebrated his birthday this month. And just several days ago, there's an actor by the name Justin Andrews, who actually talking about early on this year on the podcast. If you're not familiar with who he is, well... Get to know him because if you guys remember, I mentioned that I became a fan of the band Ghost since last October. And there's a music video called Dance Macabre and Kiss the Go Goat by the band Ghost. Justin portrays the young Papa Nihil in these videos and he celebrated his birthday. So, um, Shout out to Justin. I did wish him a happy belated birthday. Actually, yesterday on Instagram, he actually uh, commented on one of my posts that was kind of ghost related. So if you guys want to check that out, check it out on Instagram at sweet talk underscore Alisa. That's my Instagram handle. Um, oh, one more person has a birthday this month. It's actually today. Today is my grandmother's 89th birthday. This is my grandma from my father's side of the family, my abuelita. I actually got a chance to call her today and speak with her, wishing her a happy birthday. My son said hi to her as well. Um, My grandmother has been residing at a nursing home for a couple of years now due to her medical condition of having Alzheimer's and the last time I had seen her, I believe it was in the winter. Um, was it the winter? Oh my gosh, it's been so long. I, I lost track of time. But 
I'm her only granddaughter. You know, she means the world to me and I love her with all my heart. So I, I was just glad to hear her voice today. So I'm glad that we spoke briefly on the phone when we did. I know with a lot of nursing homes, um, especially with the coronavirus pandemic, they're not really allowing visitors to see, you know, their loved ones. So it's tough. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all the birthdays I remember for the month of September. So if I forgot anyone, I'm sorry, but just know I love you guys and I wish you all a happy belated birthday anyway. So what else goes down during the month of September, especially here in New York City? The opening of schools. So some parents have opted to either do one of the following. Have their kids continue with remote learning from home or participate in blended learning, which I've spoken about on the podcast, which is a few days a week. The kids go to school physically, be present at school. And then other days during the week, they continue with remote learning from home. I had opted to keep my son home and continue with remote learning for the simple fact that this virus is still here. I'm not putting my child at risk of possibly catching this damn thing, especially knowing his medical history. My son has a whole list of medical conditions that could put him at risk of possibly catching the coronavirus. So I'm not putting my baby at risk for that. Hell no. And of course, with remote learning, you need to have a device, like an iPad or a tablet. And with technology, there's always glitches, there's always something wrong happening. So within the first week of school starting via remote learning, I was having technical difficulties on my son's iPad that was provided by the Department of Education. Now I know I'm not the only parent that had to deal with this because uh, one of my best friends mentioned that she's having technical issues too with her daughter's you know, device. Kids have to log on at a certain time in the morning to have their attendance taken and then assignments are given to them. They got to complete the assignments and that's that. So when the video conferencing has started for remote learning with my son's teachers, I'm looking to see how many kids are actually participating. So it's my son and maybe like two to three other students. There are some days it's just my son and maybe one or two other students. And I'm like, what is going on? So what the teacher is doing is doing two video conferences during the day. So whoever missed out from the morning conference, they have to participate in the afternoon conference. So I'm like, okay. Um, The assignments that my son gets from his teacher... A lot of them are like watching videos on YouTube or their links to a website where it's an interactive activity where they have to like click on a picture, matching different things and stuff like that. And there's always an issue with the internet on this iPad that was provided by the Department of Education. And The tech person at my son's school had emailed parents, letting them know if you have any issues with the borrowed iPad from the DOE, giving instructions to reset it. And during the first week of school, I had reset this iPad like over five times just to have the internet working. And it's still the same shit. It's not working. 
the Google Classroom app is working. I'm able to see what the teachers are posting, what the therapists are posting for my son. And he's able to complete the work, but certain assignments where he has to go on YouTube to watch a video or go on some website to do an activity, he's not able to do it because the internet isn't functioning properly on the device. So my son's teacher actually called me today just to see how my son is doing. And I mentioned the issue with the iPad. So she says that I can request to get a new iPad, but she was going to relay the message to the tech person at my son's school about the issue that I'm having. So I'm going to see what happens um, sooner or later. But I know with remote learning, a lot of parents are going stir crazy. So we got to hang in there. You know, we got to make sure, you know, our kids are okay and they're doing their work. And if they're not able to do it because of technical difficulties on devices, then that's not our fault, you know? So hopefully um, the Department of Education here in New York City gets their shit together because I've seen stuff on social media, people posting about the same issues that I'm having with having issues with the devices, not functioning properly. How can these teachers expect for kids to do the work with a device that is not properly working. So get it together, man. You know, we want these kids to do well in school, especially if they're at home remote learning. Um, for those kids who are physically going to school, oof, I don't know how y'all do it. But watching the news, the coronavirus is still lingering around. The rates are still going up. I seriously don't understand why schools are even open. There's a lot of teachers that refuse to go to school to work. They'd rather be home and do remote learning to be safe. A lot of these teachers have families too. But I wish all students and staff a healthy and safe and successful school year. You know, we got to work together and make sure everyone is okay and doing well when it comes to their education. Speaking for the kids, you know what I mean? So... Good luck with everything to all the students and staff and, of course, you parents out there like me who are doing remote learning from home with our kids. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I return, I'm going to give you guys an update regarding my progress with having bariatric surgery. So stay tuned. And welcome back. So now I'm going to talk about my progress from having bariatric surgery. To give you guys a quick recap, in case you don't remember, I had gastric sleeve surgery on November 18th, 2019. So right now I am already 10 months post-op and I've lost a total of 63 pounds. Yay! How exciting is that? Oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm very happy and proud of myself that I've lost that amount of weight. I know over the summer, I mentioned I was at a stall where I wasn't gaining or losing weight for a brief moment, and I broke out of that stall. Now I've hit another stall during the month of September, so I'm trying to break out of it again. I know with the holidays coming up, it's going to be even harder, but I'm staying focused. I'm 
keeping myself motivated that I'm going to break out of the stall and lose more weight so that I can get to my weight goal, hopefully by the end of the year. If not by the end of the year, then maybe before my birthday next year, right? I'm in no rush to lose all the weight that I wanted to lose, but I'm just happy that I got pretty much majority of it gone. My clothing size at this point is still the same as it was back in the winter, um, right before my birthday. If you ladies are curious of knowing what size clothing I used to wear prior to surgery and up to now, I'm going to tell you. So before surgery, I was a size 14, extra large in like Old Navy clothing, um, 1X, a size 0 to 1 in Torrid clothing. Torrid was one of my favorite shops to go to for plus size clothing and... After losing all this weight, I had to get rid of a lot of clothes from Torrid because they don't fit me anymore. They're way too big. I've kept a couple of pieces of clothing from Torrid, like a lot of fandom type merch, like Nightmare Before Christmas, Beetlejuice, Loki. I've kept those pieces because, you know, I spent money on it. And eventually in the future, if I end up getting pregnant, of course, what happens when a woman gets pregnant, she puts on weight. I want to keep those clothing from Torrid as maternity clothes. And I've kept all their leggings. I've bought a lot of leggings from Torrid. I kept all of them. Um, a lot of the pixie cut pants that I had bought, I gave them away to one of my best friends. I was like, you know what? Rock it. I only wore it once. You can keep it. So yeah, a lot of my plus size clothing, I gave it away for donations or I gave them to my best friends because they both wear plus size clothing. So you know what? I know my clothes would be put to good use. And there was even brand new clothes with tags on them that I bought last year. I gave them away too. Some of them I kept. Like there was some dressy outfits from Torrid that I bought on sale or something. And they still have tags on them. I kept it. So they're stashed away in a bin with all my other plus size clothing. Um... So now, for the past few months since March, I went down to a size medium, size eight in women's pants. And a lot of my tops and bottoms are all medium. Um, unfortunately, the girls up top, my boobs, they did decrease in size just a slight bit. So I used to be a 42C in bra sizing uh, prior to surgery. And let me tell you, Literally two months after surgery, my breast size decreased. <laughs> I went from a 42C to a 36C. I was like, oh, damn. And how I found out that my bra size had changed was because of the fact that the bra size 42C was fitting me way too big. The cups were getting too big on me and they were sticking out, you know, so I ended up going to... I forgot. I think it was Torrid or Victoria's Secret. I went to one of those stores at the mall in January. And, you know, these stores, they do measure women for their bra sizes. So I was like, yeah, I need to get my bra size checked out. So when I was informed what size I was at that point, I was like, wow, okay. So I was in complete shock. My boobs shrank a little bit. <laughs> so, um... I had to buy new bras and what I come to realize um, 
from wearing plus size clothing, especially plus size undergarments, um, especially when I was a 42C, it's very expensive. And now that I've been a 36C for the past couple of months, bras are far much more cheaper. I'm telling you, like I ended up buying uh, two bras at JCPenney for over $50 in the smaller size that I am now. And then I go home and then I browse on Macy's to see the same exact bras for much cheaper for like $14.99 a piece. I said, oh no, I'm going to order the bras from Macy's website and return back the ones I got from JCPenney. Because, you know, this girl here loves to save her money and I'm a bargain shopper. So whatever is on sale and at a good price, that's what I'm going for. So that's exactly what I did. I returned the bras back to JCPenney, got my money back. That's $50. I'm like, mm-hmm. And then the Macy's bras that I ordered, which was the same brand as the ones I got from JCPenney, they were $14 a piece, $14.99 to be exact. So $30 for two bras. I'm good. Um, my underwear size completely changed as well. So there was a lot of old underwears I had to get rid of. Some that I got from Torrid, you know, they were in great condition. I kept them. You know, a lot of my Tory clothing I had to get rid of because they're too big. But there are some that I did keep. Like fandom merch, like Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Loki. I kept all of that because, you know, that's my thing. I love those movies and those and the characters in the movies. You know, Loki's from Avengers and Thor. Tom Hiddleston portrays Loki in the movies. And he's one of my favorite actors. So I couldn't give up my Loki merch. And best believe I did get a new Loki t-shirt um, this month from Hot Topic. I, you know, my clothes size is different now than before surgery. So I wanted to, you know, catch up on getting some new merch for myself, especially fandom themed. So, uh, yeah, a lot of the Torrid clothes I kept, they're in a bin. Um, same thing with the undergarments from Torrid. I kept them. You never know if I end up gaining the weight or possibly end up getting pregnant again in the future. You know, I'm a single mom. I have one child who's nine years old, like I said earlier. And am I going to have another kid? Who knows? I'd rather keep some of my plus size clothing as maternity clothing just in case. So I don't have to waste any money in the future. You know what I mean? So I'm set on that. But yeah, the clothes size I'm wearing now, it's a medium size eight in jeans um i actually bought a new winter coat at tj maxx early this month for like i think it was like 70 dollars. it was a nautica coat it was really cute simple black coat um i actually bought one from target for ten dollars early this year and i was like ten dollars for a coat i snatched that shit on the quickness it was like a red and black flannel print, little bubble coat just to wear, you know, when I go outside, if I'm going grocery shopping or going somewhere with my son locally, you know, got a little jacket. But I wanted to get this particular Nautica coat because of the style. It goes up to the knees, has a little hood. It's pretty lightweight. And then my mom tells me that she had got a coat from Costco and it was about the similar style to the one I got from TJ Maxx. And she told me that, you know, 
she has no use for it it doesn't fit her and she wanted to see if I would like it if I liked it she would give it to me if not she would have gave it away to another family member so she brought the jacket over to my house had me look at it had me try it on and then she says it fits me looks good on me to keep it without me even saying if I wanted the coat or not so I was like okay um so yeah I'm like revamping my wardrobe just a bit since I've lost all this weight um I'm trying not to buy any more clothes because I do plan on losing more weight I want to lose at least another 30 pounds or so to get to my weight goal and I'll be happy um at this point I do feel comfortable in the skin I'm in right now and yeah I I'm happy I'm, I'm grateful for this tool for, of having the gastric sleeve surgery. I've heard stories that people regain the weight after having surgery, and I don't want to be one of those people. And I know um, there's people out there who personally know me that they're seeing me in a different way as far as my physical appearance, but I think as far as my attitude, I'm more upbeat than I normally am, and... You know, I'm taking a lot of pictures of myself, you know, different outfits, doing my hair and makeup in a different way than prior to surgery. So people are like, oh, she's feeling herself. I'm sure there's people who follow me on social media that's probably thinking this girl's conceited. I'm not conceited at all. Mm -mm. I love myself. I'm happy with myself. I'm just embracing this newer version of me. And I know during quarantine, there's been a lot of other people who I follow on social media, a lot of celebrities, musicians, you name it, people working out and at home, getting their body right, feeling good about themselves. And that's great. You know, the reason why I had this surgery was for my health and for my son. I'm a single mom. I'm doing everything for my son on my own. And I want to be able to live a long and healthy life to watch him grow up to go to high school, to become a man, you know, maybe get married, have kids, you know. I want to witness all that, but I got to take care of me first. I've been taking care of him since he's been born, and I'm seeing he's doing great, and it was time for me to take care of myself. And that's why I opted to have the surgery last year. And um, I know I have people questioning me about my eating habits because I'm eating far much less than I used to before surgery. You don't see me eating a big plate of food. You get like a little kitty plate and how it has like different sections. I'll probably eat like a quarter of that section and I'm stuffed. That's it. When it comes to drinking fluids, maybe a half a cup to a quarter cup, my stomach can tolerate. I can't drink a whole cup of coffee like... I'm a serious coffee addict, especially when it comes to Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. So I would order, like from Dunkin' Donuts, um, either a medium or large size iced latte prior to surgery. I would drink the whole thing in one shot. Since having gastric sleeve surgery, I can't drink, you know, anything medium or large. I have to order a small and maybe I'll drink a quarter of that and I'm good and then save the other half for later in the day. When I make coffee at home, I would usually make a whole cup. But 
I would take little sips here and there, maybe finish a half a cup and then save the other half and reheat it later while I just toss it out. So, um, yeah, I'm just seeing a big difference for the past few months of my eating habits and drinking habits. Um, when it comes to alcohol, oof, I had a strong drink over the summer when I went to a pop-up shop event and I had a margarita. I couldn't drink the whole thing. I had like maybe half a cup and I was done. I was already feeling the buzz. I was so lit. It was time for me to go. <laughs> so the surgeon did say that after having surgery, your stomach is smaller. This is for gastric sleeve surgery. Your stomach is smaller. The alcohol is going to absorb quicker than ever. And you're going to get drunk much faster. So yeah, I've already experienced that this summer. Um, I don't really drink alcohol at home. Um, I do have cans of Truly laying around in the kitchen. I actually bought so many cases over the summer. I still have them in my kitchen stocked away. Um, I do have a few bottles of Moscato, which is the only wine I drink. And yeah, I really don't drink so much. So, I mean, I, I only drink socially. That's my thing. Like if I'm going out on a date or if I'm with my best friends, I'll have a drink when I'm going out, you know, being around people. But at home, I really don't. <laughs> Maybe I should enjoy a drink on a Friday night after my son goes to bed um, just to relax and pamper myself with a nice ice cold drink. Even if I make a drink myself, like I like making coquito, you know, the holidays coming up. Um, I usually make coquito. I like to make pina coladas, which I actually did over the summer. I made virgin pina coladas over the summer. And the way that I made it, my mom loved it because I added pineapple juice, pineapple chunks in a blender with ice. Um, and I think it was cream of coconut or coconut milk that I added. I forgot. Yeah. But yeah, I made my own little virgin pina coladas at home and it was so refreshing for the summer, especially. It was delicious. So I have a few cookbooks at home and one of them being a cookbook from someone who I've been a fan of and follow on social media. And I've spoken about this guy so many times, uh, Zach Neal. You can find him on social media at The Real Zach Neal. He's the creator and owner of Beetle House, one of my favorite restaurants in New York City, in which they're relocating. I found out over the summer on Instagram, they're moving, but they're not moving far from the original location. So that's going to be fun to see um, where they're moving to. They're moving to a bigger location. I'm hoping that it opens up before the end of the year so I can go and check it out. And I know a lot of restaurants officially opened for indoor dining today in New York. So that's interesting. I miss going to restaurants. Um, you know, I'm a foodie. I love to eat. But having gastric sleeve surgery, I got to watch how much I'm eating. But um, I just enjoy going out and being around good company, having a good time, you know, even if I'm going out somewhere with my son to like a local restaurant, it's just being away from home for a short period of time and just enjoying the environment of being someplace else, you know, with good vibes. So yeah, um, I'm going to see if I, uh, 
check out a restaurant for indoor dining sometime soon. Um, I don't know where. I don't know when. But it's going to be definitely before the end of the year. It has to be because I really don't want to go anywhere in the winter. <laughs> I don't like being out in the cold, you know? So, yeah. Um, what else can I tell you guys regarding the surgery? I think I pretty much said what I had to say. You know, I've lost the weight. I'm at a stall. I'm still wearing the same size clothing that I've been rocking since March. Um, oh, regarding my health. Um... So I had spoken with my rheumatologist about two weeks ago. She was following up with me on some labs I had got done during the summer, actually last month. So she mentioned to me that something showed up on my urine test and she had a bit of a concern. So she wanted me to do a repeat testing of it. She mentioned lupus, but she had not given me a diagnosis of lupus. She just wanted me to get this urine test done again, just to be sure. Cause she mentioned that uh, she's seen that there was some type of antibody in the urine, um, that there was a positive result of something. You know, I don't understand the medical terminology these doctors talk about. So um, she also mentioned she wanted me to get x-rays done on my knees because I've been complaining prior to surgery that, uh, you know, my knees tend to ache when the weather gets really cold or when it's raining. Um, my joints tend to bother me. So my mom, she actually has osteoarthritis. So that is arthritis that affects your joints. And I've seen my mom suffer through so much pain from having it. And her knees are so swollen. She can't even walk. So I tend to worry because that's my mom. She's the strongest woman I've known my whole entire life. And to see her feeling all this pain because of that, it scares me because she's even lecturing me like, hey, you need to drink your milk, take your vitamins because you don't want to get to where I'm at and having issues with your bones. And yeah, I don't want that to happen either because like I've mentioned before and several times, I'm a single mom. I have a child with special needs that I have to take care of. So I got to make sure that I'm good. So I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get these results of the x-rays of my knees and that repeat urine test. I have to follow up with the rheumatologist in a couple months. So I don't know if she's going to call me um, to let me know the results of, you know, x-rays and uh, the urine test. So I'll keep you guys posted. I don't want to freak anyone out. But yeah, when she mentioned lupus, I was like, What? Like, how does one get lupus? And, you know, she asked, you know, if I've been under stress and stuff like that. And I said, well, during this whole coronavirus pandemic, I have been under stress because, come on, who isn't stressed out during this situation with the coronavirus pandemic? A lot of people lost jobs. People aren't making any money. Um, You know, issues with kids of not being able to go to school and having to do remote learning. That's a lot. Not being able to see family, you know what I mean? It's tough. So she told me, you know, she's seen my other labs that I had done over the summer. She says, I'm healthy. I'm good not to worry about anything. So I said, okay. So that's that. But like I said, I'll keep you guys posted on how things are going regarding that. As well as giving you updates on my progress with bariatric surgery.
Now I would like to talk about music. So one of my favorite bands, Motionless in White, they released a cover song called Somebody Told Me. And the song was originally performed by the band called The Killers. And when I heard the cover song by Motionless in White, I really enjoyed it. It was very upbeat, very catchy. I immediately put it on my Spotify playlist. I put it on my YouTube playlist. And my son actually likes the song as well. So every time he hears me playing the song at home, his face just lights up and he smiles, claps. He gets excited. So I thought this cover song was better than the original. Nothing wrong with the original, but I like uh, the Motionless and White version of it. Very enjoyable. So, yeah. I actually made a TikTok video with that song. So if you guys follow me on Instagram or even TikTok, you can see the video I, I made with the song. So it was pretty cool. It kind of complimented my outfit in the video too. So um, that was pretty awesome. Another band I want to talk about, actually a member of Motionless and White is from this band, uh, Justin Morrow. He's the bassist of Motionless and White and some of you probably recognize him from another band he was in called Ice Nine Kills. So Ice Nine Kills, I actually discovered them about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, I would say. And they recently released an app for people to use to communicate with other fans of the band. And you can get updates about Iceland Kills and so much more. So I decided, you know what, let me see what this app is about. It's a free app and you can use it on your Apple devices or Android devices. So I got to interact with a handful of people. I got a handful of followers already. Um, people are talking about horror movies and Halloween. I've posted a couple of funny Halloween memes. I've got pictures of myself posted. And um, it seems pretty cool. So I like it so far. I haven't witnessed anything uh, disrespectful or rude. So that's a good thing, right? Um, I know uh, Spencer, who's the vocalist of Ice Nine Kills, have been posting a couple things on the app. Um, fans are interacting with him on these posts. And uh, if you're familiar with like MySpace and Facebook, the app is something like that. So it's pretty cool. So definitely check it out. The band is called Ice Nine Kills and just look up the band name and you'll find the app on your devices and download it and check it out for yourself and see if you like it or not. But it's enjoyable. Um, Like I said, I've been enjoying it so far from what I see so yeah and I guess that's all I can say for music talk for now but if there's any new music that you guys think I should check out feel free to let me know if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter or if you have the anchor app you guys can call into the podcast and leave a message let me know what music I should be checking out at this point so the last thing I want to talk about is makeup related. So you all know that I love my makeup and I am in two makeup groups on Facebook. 
uh, one of the groups I've been a member of for the past year. And there's a handful of members in the group that I've known for two years because the first makeup group I joined two years ago, that's where I originally interacted with a handful of the members in this particular group. But, you know, that first group, I don't speak about because they're full of shit. And I've spoken about them briefly on the podcast um, sometime last year. But anyway, so this makeup group that I've been a part of for the past year, they are called Makeup Slay and Chat. They used to be called Makeup and Slay, but they ended up changing their name. So anyway, they're doing their second makeup swap. This is the first one for 2020. And it's a spooky swap so this is a halloween themed makeup swap which is very fun because i love halloween and of course i love makeup so i signed up to participate in this swap because last year's summer swap was so much fun and um i figured why not why not go out my way to do something nice for someone else again right so when i was given the information of the first person who I was assigned, I started laughing because I said, wait a minute, I had this person for the summer swap last year and I got this person again. So my swap leader, uh, you know, she was saying if I'm cool with having the same person again or do I want someone else? I said, either way, you know, I'm cool with whatever decision, you know, the uh, admins of the group decide. So my swap leader ended up saying you know they're gonna assign that person who i had last year to someone else and give me someone new i said okay no problem so of course with this makeup swap you have to answer a series of questions from a survey you know provide your name your address and answer all the questions in a survey and then all that information gets submitted to the admins of the group they i guess figure out amongst themselves who gets who So when I found out who my new swap partner was going to be, I was in complete shock. I was like, holy shit, I got her? And this is someone that I've known for two years on Facebook because of a makeup group I was in um, prior to this one before they freaking kicked me out or whatever the case was. I've spoken about it on the podcast last year, but there's a handful of people I've known for like two years now on Facebook because of makeup groups. So... I don't want to give too much detail away as to who my swap partner is, but all I can say is she is going to be a complete shock to find out that I'm her swap partner. Um, I've already purchased things for her and uh, I can't wait to ship out the box to her. I feel like all the stuff I got now is not enough for her because I feel like she deserves so much. Um, She's been very nice to me, very respectful I had no issues with her Um, as anyone else in the group. I don't got beef with nobody. So (laughs) that's just me. I'm very respectful and polite to people. You know, the way you treat me is the way I'm going to treat you. You show me love, I'll show you love back. That's just how I am, especially when it comes to interacting with people on social media. So um, I'm planning to ship out her box maybe in like two to three weeks i just want to be certain that i got everything that i want to get for her i know one of the main things she mentioned which i considered the big gift quote unquote i received it a week ago and i had to make sure it was not damaged or anything so when i start preparing this box to ship out to her i have to make sure i 
wrap up everything you know intact make sure nothing gets broken and on the box right handle with care because let me tell you with these delivery carriers from the post office fedex you know i've been doing a lot of shopping during quarantine they've been reckless with my deliveries either i don't receive it somebody stole it packages arrive damaged oh my gosh just a total headache but I'm going to be doing the express shipping so that I know my box gets delivered to this person on time. So wish me luck on that. So I'll give you guys updates regarding this spooky swap on the next episode of the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast. I know the last topic I said was going to be the last thing I was going to talk about, but I totally forgot about something. I got to let y'all know something that I did two nights ago. You want to know what that is? I finally freaking registered to vote. That's right. So last night was the presidential debate between our current president hate to say his name, Donald Trump, and former Vice President Joe Biden. I was watching the debate with my mom last night, and we were looking at the TV like, what the fuck just happened? I've posted some funny memes on Instagram, so feel free to check it out and laugh your ass off. But I know since I started the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast, I've mentioned numerous times that I do not get into politics because it's not my forte, it's not my thing. And um, I just don't want to get into it. But after watching the debate last night, oh my gosh, I was so disgusted. My mom was even yelling at the TV because Trump kept interfering when Joe Biden was trying to talk. Like He just kept talking over him. Like, you're supposed to be the president. You have no class whatsoever. You're rude as fuck. So... You know, with everything that's been going on since this guy has been in office, look, America has gone to shit from what I'm seeing on the news and what I'm hearing from other people. He needs to be gone. Like, this guy needs to get out of office. Someone else needs to be in charge and get shit right for the American people. And even people from all over the world. Because... You know, this guy is not repping America. I'm letting you all know that right now. He straight up is not representing America. I feel like 2020 has been by far the worst year I've ever witnessed in my life. And it breaks my heart witnessing seeing all the stuff that's happening from watching the news. I personally don't like watching the news because it's so depressing. But after last night's debate, it was a fucking joke. It really was. Um... All I'm telling you guys now, if you're in America, go register to vote. Just do it. We know we have our voices. We need to be heard. And there has to be a change. So I registered to vote online two nights ago. And if watching last night's debate didn't tell you something, then there's clearly a problem. So please make sure you go register to vote. You vote for who you believe can make a difference 
and can make a positive change to have things back on track in America. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, I'm going to wrap this up for now. And if you had listened to this episode to its whole entirety, thank you so much. I appreciate it very much. If you guys want updates on the Sweet Talk with Elisa podcast, you want to know what's going on with me, feel free to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sweet Talk underscore Elisa. That's spelled S-W-E-E-T-T-A-L-K underscore A-L-I-Z-A. Feel free to DM me if you want to say hi, you want to ask any questions for me to answer on the podcast. I also have TikTok. So you can find me on TikTok under the same name at Sweet Talk underscore Lisa. I don't have a lot of videos posted there, but I have a few. Go check it out. Enjoy it. (laughs) And that's that. So I know today is the last day for the month of September. So let's hope for all the best for the month of October. It's spooky season. Gotta enjoy it and have lots of fun as much as we can. May God bless each and every one of you. I love you all. And until next time.